There we go. There, there we go. Flip, flip me so I can see myself. There you yeah. go. I'm so hey, pretty. Hey, hey, hey. I'm hey. so pretty. Sexy is and sexy does. I'm you know so what I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm so pretty. I, I see y'all shaped up and stuff. You see me? That's <laughs> why I, I wore a mask and slide my shit down. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, you got a perm on your face. Hey, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch it, man. My son, my son goes straight for my beard when he kept me pulling the shit out this summer, man. He looks strong. Um, Yo, what's up, everybody? Whiskey Therapy Podcast coming to you one more time. Yeah. Uh, Magic yeah. Man on the mic right here. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Got my guy Bane, a.k.a. Gatekeeper. Oh, yo, yo, what it do, what it do, what it do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. A.k.a. Hey. Walking with a Fairy. <laughs> oh, this boy. Yeah, a.k.a. Right. Unicorn Hunter. Okay, take the dust. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good getting started. <laughs> a.k.a. Damn, he did it again? Start calling magic. Your, your new name going to be Nunu. Look here, Nunu. <laughs> a.k.a. Damn, where you find out? Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Whiskey Therapy Podcast coming to you again. Mm-hmm. Appreciate everybody. Old listeners, new listeners. Yeah. Um, again, appreciate you guys taking this journey with us. We're going to start off the podcast like we like we should do every time we go by telling you what we're drinking on today. Uh, so I am today, I'm on a Balvini Scotch. I uh, decided to go Scotch, uh, Scotch whiskey this time. It is a double wood, uh, 17, eight, 17 years. The good thing about the double wood is they finished this in a whiskey cask and also a sherry cask. Uh, so it takes a little bit of the harshness. To me, it takes a little bit of the harshness uh, off of uh, scotch. So this is actually, if I go to drink scotch, I always grab a Balvini. Uh, first, when I go uh, grab scotch, it's one of my favorite ones. Bang, what are you on today? Yo, so I am sipping on this little here, old Iris whiskey. This is Teeling whiskey, single cast. This is finished in a sherry cask. Okay. Uh, it's a 15-year uh, whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, scotch, scotch whiskey, however you want to call it. Uh, and it's fifty five percent alcohol. Oh, you hot today? So it's hot today. Yeah, you hot. I, I was I was told that it ride a little easier than what it sound like, but we're gonna find out. Ooh, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> but it won't be throwing nobody over the balcony and no throat chopping today. Hey man, I just I keep your chin down. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah, hey, man, you out of town is out of mind. Your p's and q's when you uh, when you visiting. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. on this one, I don't even I don't even see the proof on this one. I'm gonna just it's gonna be uh it's gonna be surprise proof. Mm, surprise. Proof. <laughs> Never a good day. Surprise. Yeah. Proof. Oh, here it is. Forty three percent alcohol. So this is actually. 86 proof. It's actually a little life in me. So yeah, this will be a sipping. surprise proof back there. Yeah, this will be this will be a this will be a sipping whiskey for me today. So yeah, so hopefully this this, this is looking good though. It's just smell wonderful. So okay, all right, uh, folks. Thank you again. We're coming to you off of. Uh, I mean, shit, we had a lot of shit that happened Ooh. since we since Strong. we recorded last. <laughs> oh yeah, hit yeah. you with the, you with the ooh? <laughs> ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bane's first review is hundred ten. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's real. Bane's review is ooh. Um, I have to split this and get a Red Bull or something. We, this beast. We, we coming through after the uh, the winter a, storm we had. Juicy juice, something. <laughs> <laughs> juice box. Come in a Pedialyte. Something. Uh, anything. Yeah, we coming to you after that. We had a winter storm down here in Texas where it knocked out a lot of power and water for folks. Uh, hopefully, folks are starting to get their water back. I know uh, most people should have their power back. We yeah. coming off of that shit. We coming off of uh, uh, the governor down here decided, you know, fuck them ass. Yeah, uh, we gotta get this money. Yeah, we get to, we gotta get this money. Uh, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> just like said, Rocky. If he dies, he dies. Which is which is gonna be real interesting too with uh, with people opening back up on the money take because yeah. you got all these businesses that were basically forced to switch over from being a bar to a restaurant. Yeah. In order to uh, stay in business, so now the question is, when is the state going to reevaluate them and make them switch back over? Mm-hmm. And when the state reevaluates them and make them switch back over, then they got to go back and repay again to switch back over for paperwork. Which yeah. is the state making more money? 
Yes. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how long they let it ride. If they let it ride till the expiration date is out mm-hmm. or if they force them to redo it and basically just force them to pay more money. That's uh, that's actually the most interesting part of the story was, was the, were the business implications. Because in addition to him saying, fuck them ass, he said we're 100% open. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's no uh, that's no capacity for people. Yeah. Um, that's no, you know, special mandates for bars, anything like yeah. that. So we we wide open, as you saw yeah, on Instagram. That's some of you guys risk. before. Yeah. Some of you guys saw before. Texas wasn't really closed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these places, man, there were still some places who were making an effort. Right. Their their wait staff was still wearing masks. They'd make you skip tables if you were uh, dining indoors. Yeah. Uh, might, might have some little plastic, you know, walls up between the booths. Yeah, some plastic walls up in between the booths. They but were they were making it. There's effort. a lot of restaurants turning into nice spots when the sun go down. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them we, turning into a little more we, than a restaurant. We, we're gonna touch on that too. Yeah, because um, I got I got a I got a grievance. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just one. <laughs> well, this oh, this is a good day. You just one. That's a good day. This is actually what led into like I had an empty cup. Mm. This is what led mm. into. Uh, oh, you got the, an empty cup grievance. The, the this incident, is real. The incident. Well, this is what led to me emptying the cup. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a grievance that I had, um, and then we get to some of the other stories that um, that came up during the week that we may or may not give a shit about. Um, so I was having a discussion, and we're just coming off of Black History Month. Uh, the the government mandated Black History Month. Yeah. And so. Um, me, 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 and, and a group of the the brunch folks. You know, we had mm-hmm. sent messages about patronizing black businesses and stuff. And you're supposed to do it all year, but we want to make sure that we made a conscious effort um, during the month of February to patronize when we can. And um, we come back to conversations we had before that we won't rehash. Right? We still right. have a we still have a view of what the the bare minimum of service is supposed to be, and right. we don't always get that at these establishments. Because at the end of the day, we're still a customer. We're still a customer. We're still a customer. And you want to be treated that way. And you want to be treated that way, and there's still a level of, you know, a service that you want to get as a bare minimum. So that's one, and we won't rehash that. You can go back and listen to previous podcasts. But the other one was there were a couple of spots that we had went to, and we are talking about outdoor spots for the, for those of you uh, there. There's a couple of spots that we had went to, you know, some of, some of my favorite spots we went to that, that now – um, they're starting to do pat downs mm-hmm. at the door. Never did pat downs before, so I, I got into a, a a short spirited conversation with one of my friends about that. Right, so his his comment to me was, um, "No, it's cool. You know, you can leave. You know, you join in the car, or put some, you know, yada yada yada." And I said, "Well, it ain't that. I'm not worried about." whether I can carry or anything else in, in, in the restaurant establishment. It's, it's not that. It's the fact that establishment that pat people down at the door it, are different establishments, right? They cater to a different people. Yeah. Right. right. So you're, you're telling me right now that yeah. you cater to a rowdy people that you, you, you feel the need to pat them down before they walk in. Yeah. So basically you're saying, I really don't need to be here. Yeah. Right. You know, already, you know, already turn the establishment where we can come in and, and come and go as we please, so now you're patting down at the door. So this happened at, at one of one of my favorite establishments previously, and I know the staff there as I do at my favorite spots. So I asked one of the managers there that I've known for years, even even before they work here. I said, "Hey, was there an incident that happened that prompted you guys to start frisking at the door?" Um, the young lady said, "No, no, it wasn't. And we've always been frisking at the door." I said, "Okay, that's the first <laughs> issue. You lied to me in my face, and I've known you for a while. Outside of me being a patron, and you know me, you just lied to my face. You have not been frisking people at the door all the time. You have not. I've been here when it was a different name under a different owner, run by different people, mm-hmm. and you they have never frisked at the door." She proceeded to continue her lie. I said, "Well, I'm not talking about that. We passed that. I'm already. You already lied mm-hmm. to me, and we move on." 
I said, I already know that you're a liar. Yeah. I asked again. I said, hey, was there you're an a liar. Was You're there a liar. That caused you to start doing it. And she said, no, 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 no. Well, there was this one where this was, where this, you know, they tried to sneak a pistol in it. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. So somebody tried to sneak a gun in here. And, and some, for some reason, you guys caught it. And that's what instituted it. When I ask you, was there an incident? You tell me no. Yeah. So now you're lying to me. So it was an incident. And you haven't been frisking all the time. And I said, okay, cool. She said, well, they're supposed to be checking the ladies' lies. bags at the door. All lies. And, uh, and frisking the men. I said, well, I stood at the door after you checked me. They didn't check now one bag. And I stood at the door for a good 30 minutes. They didn't check now one bag. Anybody came in. Yes, he did. Now you're calling me a liar again because no. I'm standing there looking First at First you lied to me. Now you're calling me a liar. I just, I, where, where are we going? So now. So anyway. That's what that's that's what started before the other incident happened. I was already on, on some other shit. You don't want to call the place out. I like to call places out. I'm 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 close, but let me let me get there. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if you're gonna be about it, be about it. But here's here's yeah. here's here's a yeah. scenario. Fuck them. Um, here's a scenario. I like I said, it wasn't what my partner was telling me. You know, hey yada yada yada. I said it wasn't about that. What I don't like is when we go to patronize our own establishments and we're made to feel like criminals. Right. Right. I don't want you to make me feel like a criminal for coming to spend money here. Yeah. Right. If, if it's that because you had a different clientele before and now your client, you cater to a different clientele. And now that clientele has prompted you to then add extra security. So why are we why are we doing this? Yeah. Right. So I don't want to feel I don't want to feel like I'm treated like a criminal coming into a spot I've always come into. And we can go into other establishments where we're not patted down at the door. Yeah. And there's no issue there. So. So first, let me ask you this. Are you still going to this spot? No, that last time that happened was the last time I went. Okay. Do you plan on going back? I never plan on. You know. Well, you know what I mean. I know what you're saying, but I but I but I know I, I know mean, too. But I know too that I said I had one going somewhere, and I went back a couple times yeah, after. That's, so that's I, I know. So you know I know, where I'm going. I know that's where so you're that's, going. That's, so that's what I'm asking. You know I do where not I'm plan. Going. It, it like I said was one of my my favorite establishments, and I'm talking about for him calling people out. Um, I'm talking about 5015 Bar on Alameda. It was one of my favorite establishments to go because they have a really nice outdoor bar. You can go smoke a cigar. Um, and I knew the, the the bartenders in there. But the manager lied to my face. Then she called me a liar twice. And like I said, I've known her outside of the bar uh, through mutual friends for a long time. And I felt personally disrespected that you lied. The second part is if you don't know the answer or if you don't think it's right, just say, I'll go check and I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Don't just lie to me and make shit up when I'm sitting, yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm standing here with five other people that saw the same thing that I did. So you're calling all of us liars. So now we're patronizing your business and you're calling all of us liars for what we saw. Mm-hmm. Then you lied to us again by saying there wasn't an incident. If there's an incident and I asked you about it, shouldn't you want to tell your, you, you know, your patrons like, hey, it's the shit that went down. We got it under control. Here's the safety measures that we did, yada, 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 you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and truly, if you got people that don't mind being in that type of an environment or dealing with those type of folk, they're going to be more appreciative of you telling them that there was an incident. Yeah. And then you come in and circumventing and coming back and saying, these are the measures that we took to prevent this from happening again. Yes. Because if they like to hang out there, they're going to appreciate the fact that you took try to take care of a situation and now you're trying to prevent further situations. That's it. Now, some people you're going to lose because they just don't want to deal with that. Yes. But that's just what it is when you do business. But you, you get more out of it being truthful instead of uh, trying to talk around. Now, let me ask you this, too. Mm-hmm. This manager, this manager younger, older? Uh, she's in her 30s. 30s? Yeah. Late, young. Well, how about minded? Younger. Let's say minded. Oh, well, no, nah, we can't. Not the same as us. Okay. That's all I need to know. Oh, yeah. I, um, look, That's all I, I need to know. Yeah, yeah, no, not the same as us. Um, 
Because she would have known, she would have known where I was going with it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how well does she really know you when you ask a question? Like, she, she knows you from around, but does she know you know you? Like, when he asked me a question, if I be around the bullshit, he gonna call me on my bullshit. Oh no, I don't think she know me to that standpoint. Yeah, see, that's that's. I got, but even like I said, even even if treat me like you don't know me, and I'm a concerned guest that says I've been coming here for shit, years. I don't know, eight years. Just, just say years. Yeah, I've been coming here for years. And I know the security protocols and ins and outs of the place. And then you tell me you've always been doing something that I know is a lie. You know, so I have I got issues with that. The, right. and, and so I, I, I had the conversation with my friend about that because he was it's one of his favorite, favorite establishments to go. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm really rocking with them like that. I said, here's the other thing that I think that we capitalize on in Houston, too, is we we we, we our establishments. And I say we because our establishment, we get away with the shitty service because it ain't that much to choose from. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I end up in a conversation where say you're never going back. Well, I don't fucking want to, but I got two, yeah. three options. Right. You know what I mean? When a better option come along, I go rock with that option. Um, but if a better option ain't around and then, you know, seven of my friends are there, yeah, I might bite the bullet and say, you know what, man, I'll go, whatever. i just stay out the way. You know, I'm going right. to have a conversation about it. I know what it is at the door. You know, but it, that all, like I said, every establishment that I've been to like that, when they started that, when they started pat downs at the door, um, it was an establishment full of people I didn't want to be around. Yeah, the clientele's changed. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be around. So that you already let me know if I walk in. I said, oh, I don't want to, I want to party with these people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't no problems when we went before. It wasn't no pat downs, wasn't no problems. Yeah. It wasn't no fights, wasn't no scuffles. No. I can't even remember stare downs. Well, you know, I had a couple stare downs. You know, yeah, but you just stare you know, at people. Shit happens. You just stare at people. But yeah, I never had no but problems. But they, they stared at you from across the bar. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> never, yeah, you know, never had no physical altercations, yeah, yeah. no words with nobody in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, my thing about is you, you try to go and spend money at some of these black businesses, and it's, it's, it's the homeboy concept. Yes. You know, People will treat their they homeboys or their friends worse because they expect them to take it mm-hmm. instead of understanding that those are the people you're supposed to treat with the utmost respect. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to treat the best. So when you have a black business and you want black people to go and, and come and patronize your business, then you need to treat them with the, the utmost respect and, and show them how much you really appreciate them being there. Mm-hmm. You know, versus the, the other side, like, oh, well, you understand. You know how it is. No, I don't. No. Nah. No, no, nah, I don't. Nah, I you don't. got me. You got me mistaken. No, yeah, I, I, don't. I don't understand. I don't. And if you, I know me, how it could be. If you knew me, you would know I have no understanding. Yeah, I know how it could be. I know yeah. how it should be. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. What, I know what should be exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and that's and that's my thing is, well, you know, I don't have no, I don't have that much patience. Uh, no, no. So, uh, so it was, yeah, it was that that started the snowball effect of filling my cup that day. Uh, coming off of that, and I was like, man, you know, you hate to lose this place. I've gone through a long time now. I feel like fucking outcast. I feel like I'm out of town in this motherfucker. So, anyway, that's the first thing I want to get off my chest, man. Is you know, shit, shit changes. Uh, but on the other side of it, hey, maybe I ain't need to be there no more. So Dang. y'all just, <laughs> y'all just let me know. I got to go find other establishments. Take it as a lesson. Yeah, take it as a lesson. I move around. Y'all can have y'all business the way it is, man. You just won't see me there patronizing, spending money like I normally do. I've been doing it for years. I, me and my friends just go somewhere else. Yeah, you know. And it's it's sad. It's and the worst part is just the lying stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like you, I do. I hate when people pat down at the door and it's a half ass pat down. Oh, it was it was some half ass pat you downs know. going on. It was and some, they, or they're not patting everybody down. They picking and they choosing. It's like either you gonna do it or you gonna not do it at all. Yes. They let the TSA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know look, I mean? even even then, I think the best pat down I've gotten uh, in two places I got outside of strip clubs in Atlanta and Miami. 
I got in pat downs there where I felt like they should have gave me money uh, <laughs> by how much they violated. You felt violated. Yeah, and look, and they they were they were they had a checkpoint at the gate when you drove in that said, "Hey, ain't no pistols past this place. So if we catch one at the door and you got to put back, you got to leave." They they have mm. people, you have to get off the parking lot. You can't even go back and just throw right. it in the joint. And then they checked you again at the door mm. and now uh, where they violate you. I think they even squeezed my nipples when they was in there. Like that's right. how much that's how that's how deep the pat down was. I might pay for that. And that's well, hold on. It was it, like, men and women. I saw I, saw, I had a female officer there too. Mm. And she was patting women down the same way. I uh. said, Oh, well, hey, uh at least you thorough. Yeah, at least you everybody. At least you thorough. Everybody. Now, now if I know I need a pistol, I'm coming back to you. <laughs> Come back to you at the door if yeah. I need a pistol. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I just any place like that, man. Just not at this age and where I'm at, any place I need to be. I don't like shows like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, Toyota Center was uh, guilty for it too. Where there be some concerts, wouldn't be nobody at the door. It'd be other concerts, they checking bags and doors. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's even some concerts like that. Why just you know it 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 feels like that we are already predetermined to be criminals when we come in or of an element that's going to start problems. And any of that shit. And I just, I don't like it. You know, I get it. I get bad shit happens. I get criminals. But that shit happens everywhere. And your pat down ain't stop shit. Mm. Your pat down just make them hide it somewhere else. Yeah. It's really all you did. <laughs> Do you think it'd just be better to have metal detectors? No. no. Metal detectors don't. No. They don't catch everything either. They don't, they don't catch everything. They don't do what no. it is. It is what it is. Look, we in Texas. You, 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 people yeah. got pistols. People got knives. We got what it is. And to be honest with you, be a complete hunter with you, I could find anything in the bar and make it a weapon. Of course. Right. John Wick I, killed three I people with a pencil. I don't need. Nah, fucking pencil. Yeah, I don't need anything, right? The yeah. Joker did it, right? Joker, yeah. put, Joker, Joker put a pencil in the desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't. If people want to do something, people are going to do something. Yeah. They're going to do it. If it's like establishment, like a restaurant or bar, you got bottles and plates and shit. Look, man, you know, you know, we back back old school nineties when people used to have razor blades and that shit. Like, look, it's, yeah. if you if you yeah. want to find a way to do something, yeah. you, you gonna them, find a way. You wanted them, you wanted them, you wanted them. And the tongue type shit. Yeah, you know, you wanted them, you wanted them. And, and 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 even myself, you know, when I walk into an establishment, this got a pat down like a real one, so I can't take anything in with me. The first thing I do is start looking at what's around. Hmm. You know, that's just the first thing you do. It's, it's natural for uh, those who uh, who partake in the same uh, understanding of life that I have. Yeah, we have an understanding of you. Man, we size oh, people up. We look always. at exits. We, always. We look at stuff that's around. Always. I don't feel awkward now because I be doing you that know, all the time. Like, you if should. a dude walk around, if somebody get up and walk past me too many times, it's a problem. Yeah. It's yeah. an issue. Or if, or if he walking, he's standing, he's standing, he's trying to stand like right out of my peripheral view. Yeah. So he's trying to stand in my blind spot. Oh, yeah. I, what you trying to do? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. And I'll ask him, say, man, what you doing? Yeah. I don't have no problem asking somebody. No. We, I'm like that with driving, too, though. You know? Like, I'll be driving. Oh, yeah. If I see the same car behind me or if I see somebody just quickly do a lane change. Yeah. Uh, like, pull pulling up to the uh, window. You different lifestyle, though. You got problems. Yeah, yeah it's different. Man, yeah, it's I, different. Work, <laughs> I also work off, like, MLK <laughs> and I got signs. I worked off MLK for about five years, bro. I didn't work off MLK, but I did off MLK. That I'm not familiar with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I worked off MLK for a long time. I'm peeling off. I love my people. That's why you telling me not to go over there. You love your people. That yeah. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get in some trouble over. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. That's why you t- yeah, tell me it's not some, to go. Some hood fine boy. So, uh, 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 you grow out of hood fine though. <laughs> is what happens? <laughs> oh, you do. But why are you there? You, though? you realize the problems ain't worth it. But, but when why, you're young though, it's fun. But why are you there though? <laughs> when you're young. Ooh. Ooh, there's some uh, shout out to all the apartment complexes up on yeah. uh, MLK yeah. and OST. Yeah, um, I got caught in 11-9-11 one time when I was young. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have been down there. My brother, my brother was like, what is wrong with you? 
He's like, you know, get your ass back over here. I'm like, hey. He's like, what's her name? I'm like, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> exactly. What's her name? Never mind. What's her twin sister name? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, that brought up a good point too. I got a book. Um, I mean, I was giving you guys some um, some clips off the book. So it was a book that came out too. Um, I won't mention a lot of stuff in the book because it just every all information in for everybody. But I will say it did bring to uh, bring back to the forefront some stuff that I see and that ties into the topic you and I talked about earlier this week. Um, where so there was a conversation. There was a situation that happened. Now it's the last time you had open with the Bachelor and Chris Harrison. Um, so there was a, a situation that happened, and uh, I'm talking about popular culture to get to a, a larger point to me, where uh, the host, the host of The Bachelor, uh, Chris Harrison, made made some some racist adjacent comments uh, during an interview um, with Rachel Lindsay, who was the only Black Bachelorette uh, when she went through the the season, um, and she, you know, you can tell she was visibly trying to fight the urge to respond to him in kind for what he said. Uh, so anyway, interview ended, and then there was some backlash. But the backlash wasn't against Chris Harrison. The backlash was actually against Rachel Lindsay. So Chris Harrison had some uh, racist-adjacent, Republican-adjacent, conservative-adjacent views, uh, and Rachel Lindsay had um, opposite views on that side. But people attacked her so much that she decided to shut down her Instagram page. Now, this is a person that's that's in the media, on TV shows, podcasts. She advertises on, on social media, so that's that's revenue. Yeah. Right. When yeah. she's not on Instagram, that, this is this is not just for fun. It's yeah, part of her that, well being. That, that directly part affects of her the money that she makes. Money. And so um she she felt the need uh for whatever to to get off of social media. And so I I, I asked the question to to some women around me, because um, there's a statement that's been going around for a long time, uh, that yeah. black women are the the least protected people on earth, right? The statement's been been said, um, for a while and so it long, prompted long long time yeah so it prompted me to ask in situations like this where i saw some men that that are friends or claim to know rachel they come out with public statements right and they say hey chris you should do this and you should do that and yada 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 and to me to me as a person that if it was my friend or significant other i just don't think statements are enough mm-hmm. but that's just where my brain goes when i start thinking about protection right so the statement is, you know, black women are the least protected people on earth, right? And so I want to go there and sit there and actually have questions. I had questions on it, so I asked some black women. I said, well, what, is, what does that mean? So when you say you're least protected, because when I think of protection as a man, I'm caveman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you want to be protective. Caveman, okay, you're essentials. If I'm, yeah, if I'm, if I'm her, yeah, if I'm, you know, her significant other, I'm not releasing a statement. I'm saying pull up. Yeah, hey, yeah. Where you at? Yeah. Right. We get we get into the get. Don't talk about it. Yeah. We get into the get. Ain't no. We ain't going back and forth. I don't give a shit about your point of view. If you you attacking, yeah. you know somebody that I care about. So I go there. And then the other part about security that I think of in my head of protection is financial. So it's financial and physical. Yeah. That's where I was at. Right. But I something about this made me stop and ask. I said, Well, is that what it means to them? Like this is what it means to me. Yeah. But what does it mean to black women to be protected? To feel protected? Yeah, because feeling feeling uh, dictates emotion. Yes. So emotionally, what does it mean in the in the forefront of when they say that they don't feel protected? Right, because it's 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 good when you see people that you know or friends with come out in support of you. Like I know that's a, a good feeling, but I, my question was deeper down was, is she really okay though? 
Like, does she yeah. feel protected if something like this happens in the future? Yeah. Like, what else was she yeah. feeling? Because I'm pretty sure there were threats. Or if you don't, or if you don't feel protected as a, as a as a black woman, or really as any woman, what has to happen in order for you to feel protected? Yes, and that's more where I, where I don't have what's, an answer. Right? Yeah, what's missing? Yeah, and and I don't have an answer for it. But, uh, and so I'll, I'll pose some more people that I know. But I want I want to challenge people that are on that are listening to the podcast. Uh, if you are um, a, a female listener and you have a, a significant other, uh, male, female, otherwise. Um, or, or or if you don't have one and maybe because you felt that way at a point in time. That's why you don't have them or not with them anymore. Well, and here's the other part. If you have brothers, because we got a lot of situations where yeah. you think family going to be the ones that come in and do something, right? right? Yeah. So And, and you know, and, and not to change the subject, but along the lines, you know, I've seen it, even instances in, like, my my world or just around that I've seen where I talk to somebody and like she getting beat up by her husband, mm -hmm. but the brothers don't do nothing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, where, where's yeah. your family at? Where's the, the people that, that you should have, should never have to say something to more than once. Right. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, if mine came and told me that it'd mm -hmm. be dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't get in the way after that. Yeah. Of, after you say something. Mm hmm. So that that feeling to protect it, it's 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 a good question, uh, and I'm glad you actually you brought it up because we always go straight to like you said yeah. financial and, and physical well being. Yeah, can I buy it or beat it up? Yeah, exactly. You know, let, let me need to know what, what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I can, mm -hmm. you know, if it's my, within my grasp, I can make it happen. Yes. So that's that's this very very interesting, and we talk yeah. about it all the time, but we 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 never find a female. Mm -hmm. They can articulate it well enough for us to understand it, I guess. Yeah, and and, and, say. and, and yeah, my challenge is what I'm saying is is, is to to women, like I said, with anybody in your life. One is, uh, I think the people like, there needs to be an understanding of who's responsible for helping you along that journey. Like, who's responsible? Who do you feel is responsible for protecting you and lending that protection? And then you explicitly defining what that means to them. Because I tell you, from our conversation, I can tell you now that we we we're probably missing something. Yeah. And, and this is my admission saying, I don't know what the definition is to you. I know what I think it is. I know what I'd want yeah. in a certain scenario, um, but I can't speak for you. And, and so it, it, this situation specifically, in one, it was words. It wasn't phys physicality in this scenario, but it goes to the other, other situations, too, because we know, we know a lot of situations like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Where, yeah. where somebody significant other beating on them or a father beating on them or somebody beating on them. And it's like, ain't none of y'all around to help? Right now, that's not knowing the full scope of the situation, but I'm curious to know if those conversations are happening. So, men, if you're listening to this, I'd, I'd urge you to ask your significant other. Uh, if you have daughters, ask your daughters, ask your sisters, mm -hmm. ask your mother. What does security and protection really mean, and what is required of you as a person in their life? What do they want from you that'll make them feel? Like you're doing your job. Because here's the other part about it, too, from a personal standpoint and being selfish about it is I don't ever want to be in a feeling where I didn't do something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I like I didn't or I couldn't. Yeah. Like I was I don't want to feel that. And that's and this and this is. Yeah. You don't you don't want to you don't want a Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. And then something else bad happened because you didn't do. Yeah, no, yes, and that's and that's 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 as a significant other, that's as a friend, that's also as yeah. a father. Like you also don't want to be on the back end of something, and now you got to do damage control, right. and then because that once it happens to somebody, that sticks with them. Like that's going to sit with her for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. right. And yeah, and honestly, once a once a woman think you ain't shit, that's hard to come back from. 
That's plain and simple. Yeah. Once she once, feels, once once you feel that you ain't shit as far as a protection, yeah. A lot of I ladies will forgive, you know, somebody's not mon- uh, monogamous. Mm-hmm. You know, they forgive a lot of things. But yeah. once a woman feels like you don't you're not there to protect her. Yes. You know, in whichever aspect. Whatever aspect, whatever aspect she thinks is appropriate. Is, yeah, it's appropriate. Once once they feel that, then they never look at you the same. Yeah. Never look at you the same. Uh, no, no, and and yeah, then it just spawns other things that come yeah. up inevitably. And, and no matter what happened, you always gonna be that dude that, that didn't protect them. You in always, whichever manner. always gonna be that dude. So I, I think this conversation goes along with the financial conversation and everything else you talk about when you give it a significant other is asking the question of being honest about like what what does it mean to be secure? What does it mean for me to to protect you or you for you to feel protected and you to feel comfortable? That if something goes down that you feel like you can lean on me or come to yeah. me with stuff, right? And the other side is, and sometimes it's it's you know, the the caveman stuff goes too far. And so it 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 you know, I've known it women to shy away. away. Yeah. It shies them away from telling you something because they know you're gonna yeah. go over here. But you know what? Women also have to understand you can't have both. You can't. You you can't have you can't have both. If if you want uh let's just say a, a an I don't wanna say an extreme protector. Yes, but if you want a protector, then that comes with certain attributes. Yes, of a person. Mm-hmm. So on the backside, you know, I had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. You know, where I was in the bar, I was leaning up on the bar with my chick, she on my arm, <laughs> and this dude come and he put his elbow right on top of my hand on the bar. <sighs> you know, you can feel somebody's hand. So when he do, I snatched it and I say, "Hey, man, you don't feel my hand under there." So then later on, she get upset because she feels some kind of way, mm-hmm. like I might have put her in harm's way. Mm-hmm. So basically, she didn't want me to say anything. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, now what if that same dude walked in and grabbed your ass? You don't want me to say nothing then? Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Disrespect is disrespect. That's it. You got to pick and choose your battles. That's understandable. But you 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 can't have both. You can't have a man that's, that's, that's hard and soft. There's, there's no such thing as, as in the middle. No. There's good decisions, but there's no such thing as in the middle. There, there, there's not um, for for a lot of folks, and, and just understand too that that was still Bane being diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> so let me tell you. So this conversation you and I had, and I had it um, with my class, and I want to to kind of talk about it and, and, and get it because we don't go into this enough. Um, when somebody is coming to provoke you, like when that young man felt your hand underneath his elbow, once he did that, he knew what was coming with it. Yeah, in his head, he already started it, right? Yeah, he already pushed. Yeah, the he button. know what he's doing. He already pushed the button. He disrespects you. He said, "Let me see what you gonna do." Mm-hmm. It's, it's already in his brain. So at that point in time, your reaction lets you know what's gonna happen next. But he's already decided. Now this ain't nebulous for a lot of people who want to talk about when to protect yourself and not. A lot of this shit ain't nebulous. We understand as men, we understand when somebody pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. We understand when we when we see. When the stare downs happen, yeah, we, we know when it's a, we know when it's a test. Yeah, we we know we know what you're asking for. You know what I mean? And they're and they're they're trying to push and see what they can get away mm-hmm. with. And to be honest with you, to me, and I'll, I'll frame it this way, um, it's a safe way to frame it. I'll frame it this way: is that person that does the first action is a bully, right? And you have you have within you the responsibility and the right to respond to the bullying kind. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you was zero tolerance. I feel like you was you was coming with it. So I'm going to protect myself cuz I don't know what else is going to happen. I see you pushing the boy. I, I see you pushing the boundary already. I see mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to wait for you to do the next thing. Exactly. 
Yeah. I'm not going to wait for you for it. And we had the scenario I was talking about with your brother mm-hmm. the other day where we, we simulated this type of stuff. Like, when it's on, it's on. Yeah, and I'm not going to give you room to try to push further and then push further and then push further to see how far you can go. Yeah. See how many inches you can take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, when you any time you, you wait on a scenario to protect yourself and stuff like this, uh, the put, probability you, of you losing and walking away gets lower. Yeah, you put yourself time. in the worst situation. You put yourself in the worst situation. It's no different than when I tell people, hey, look, if somebody wants to take you from where you are to somewhere else, it's exponentially worse going to that second place. Yeah. End it where it is now. If you yeah. let them take you to the second place, it's exponentially worse. So you don't want them to go down and, and start planning in their head what they're going to do this. No, 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 no. Nip it in the bud right now. Yeah. Get it out the way. And what she didn't appreciate in the time, and, and it goes to a conversation I think we should have, what she didn't appreciate at the time was – that was you keeping her out of harm's way. Like, I like I understand what it was. Yeah. yeah I, that that was stopping the situation before, before something it got, happened and before it got, it got to got her worse. and all that. So that's, that's, that's what – that was the lack of understanding. But I, with that, I would say that um, as men on on this side of the line that we talked about, um, we, need to, we need to do a better job, it just as a whole, of having these conversations of what to do when shit happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what to do – what do you need to do? Is there a code word we have? And this is if you have a significant other kids around you, anything like that. If I say this word, you know to go do this. If yeah. I do this, you know to do that. If I'm on this side, you're on that side. You know what? Those type of conversations. But my thing is, it's not even code words now. Yeah. I think it's gotten to the point to where if you're with somebody, whether it's male or female, and it goes both ways, you should know that person well enough to know that in a certain tone of voice when they tell you something, that's what it is. You mean I can ask you a question and then yeah. keep asking you questions? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if, if I tell a female something and she with me and, and I got a certain tone of voice, she should know and understand that that means I need you to do what I ask you to do simply because I asked you to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, afterwards, we can talk all you want. We can have a conversation in the car. And, and in, in the same aspect, if, if we out somewhere and the chick come to me and we doing whatever we're doing, she's like, hey, look, man, we need to leave like yeah. right now. Yeah. You know what? When she looks at me like that and talks to me in that manner, yeah. I should know her well enough to understand that it's important for whatever reason. Yeah. Now we still gonna talk about it later. Yeah. But we're not gonna argue about it right then nah, or right we there. Out. We out. We out. And right now. so I think that's even more important than, than cold words. Uh, look, look, you know, it, I don't wanna say telegrams and that means go start the car. Well, it you know should, what I mean? I, it <laughs> I just wanna be, be like I should just be like, hey, go start the car. It should be that, right? It should be that. But on another side too, like I said, I, and, and I'm I'm coming at it from a lens of having kids around too, yeah. and you kind of make it a game. Yeah, where it's I like it. you know when this happens, you go to the front of the store. <laughs> you go and to you the safe room. Call. <laughs> 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 when this happens, <laughs> when this happens. Um, but but at least just going like through. Grab some magazines. You know which bag I'm talking about, yeah, boy. At least at least just going through <laughs> the drill like a fire drill. Yeah, right? you just go through the process. Yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, here's the process of what goes on when I say do this or I say. When I say go to the car, I say go to the safe room. There's a task, a list of tasks to do before you get there. Yeah. Right? When you get there, here's the checklist. Do all this yeah. and this and you know and all that stuff. So that's that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Even when you say go get the car, right? There's there's a go get the car and there's a you should know. When I say go get the car, go get the car and bring that bitch around the front. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Running, bring like, the other pistol out, put it on the counter. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 shit, it's shit like that. <laughs> Things that you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, and I agree. It's 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 more of a it's a thing where and and it kind of goes along with the thing of you know, women sometimes say they don't feel protected, mm. but then sometimes they don't allow themselves to be protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And, and that's even emotionally. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you can't you now. can't expect to be emotionally protected if you don't open up emotionally. You know, what? now we get now we get into the shits now. So it's it's now it's, we get into the shits. It's, it's deep. It's it's a, it's it's, yes. it's it's very 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 
and it's different depths to it. But you have to understand you can't expect something if you're not willing to give what it takes in order to get it. Man, let me tell you now, I have no idea what emotional protection is. I could make something up. I could say what I think it is, but I can't say indefinitely this is this is what it means. Yeah, I can't say indefinitely. You yeah. know, I, I assume it means a, a sense of uh I would say emotionally security or respect, like a mutual respect. Okay. Like the or, mutual respect I can understand. I, I can define it. That but, I can define. You know, that's about as far as I can. Well, that's go. what I'm saying. I can define Mutual respect. I can define because it, that. You know, it depends on if you're talking about, like if I said, man, I feel like, you know, black men are just not, you know, protected. We don't, we the, the least protected in society. Yes. Well, am I speaking in general or am I speaking for myself? Uh, because now we're talking about two different things. Uh, we always talk about two different things, though. what we're talking about in general <laughs> is you talking about what happens amongst, you know, a majority of our population. Yes. When you're talking about... An individual, you're talking about the people that you've dealt with and some of the shit that you've dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so it might not be along the lines of everybody else because everybody else might not deal with that kind of stuff. You you, you are correct. So that's yeah. the difference between having a general conversation and being yeah. specific and paying attention when people say stuff to you. Be like, are you general now? Because it seems very specific. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we're talking about this you. Is like a very specific. Well, we're talking about everybody. It's a very specific scenario that you brought up here. Yeah, uh, we could talk about how, how I feel as a, as, a, as a black man in general. Yes. But then we could talk about how I feel as an individual as a black man. At home? Uh, all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere I go. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, that's why I fuck with him. I just, yeah. I like it. Now, I like it. You know? I've kind of understood. Like, I'm a little bit younger than y'all, right? A little so, bit. Yeah. I, yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Man. You're doing all right. I like it. I like it. You know, so one thing that I've noticed in my generation with the whole protection conversation, right, is like women don't feel like that a lot of guys in, in my generation are just man enough to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, we don't either. Huh? Yeah, well, we no, don't either. Sure. Well, that's because that's because <laughs> society's made it. Uh, it's a lot of neutering. They made it. Yeah, they made it okay to be soft. You know what I'm did. saying? And unfortunately, the problem is, though, is unfortunately, women will cater to that softness. Yeah. But then when that softness turns around and bites them in the ass, then they get upset and they want to complain about it. Because women raise that softness. Yeah. You yes. know, you put them in you you you, you put them in skinny leg jeans. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's hard to hide a pistol in skinny leg jeans. I'm not doing all that. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and it's so to the point now to where what's happening is, as a society, we're just kind of reaping what we've built. Mm-hmm. Yes, as a society, and oh. that's that's just all it is. It's just this is what we built. This is our bed that we made. Now we have to lie in it. And kind of to go back to that emotional security or the part you're talking about. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've noticed with the you know the women in my age group, a lot of it is victims, victimhood. Like you know what I mean, like shit that they went through from an early age. Like everybody Whoa, goes through shit. Watch right? a step. Yeah. Watch a step. Watch yeah. a step. But I'm like, here. You out. Watch a step. Work, you gotta work through that. Watch your step. I'm going to old man you now. That's fine. I'm an old but, man. I'm a big brother. I'm a big brother. Oh, no, no, I'm doing this on purpose before you finish. Yeah, yeah, he gonna walk okay. yourself over this ledge. I'm yeah. a big brother. You real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there is a personal responsibility for everybody to work through their demons. Um, but I, I will say that it's it's difficult. It's difficult having that conversation with people uh, because of the trauma. Right. And what happens is when you have that conversation, even though it makes sense, it makes all the sense in the world what you're saying. But when you have that conversation, they don't hear that. They hear a reminder of the trauma. 
And yeah. so they respond in kind. So they don't they don't even react to you the way that you think they should react yeah. to you, even if you say personal responsibility, right? That's like saying yeah. that's like saying people on welfare should get off their asses and do what the fuck they're supposed to do and they wouldn't be on welfare, right? Now, there is a there's a certain part of personal responsibility of why you're in the financial position that you're in now, in addition to other shit that happens that you have no control over. But you and I know if we know people that that are in certain situations, there's a certain level of yeah. responsibility that's theirs, sure. right? Because you you hear because of some of the what, shit you what, did. What they hear is that you're saying it's their fault. Yes, yeah, no. and that and, and, what and I'm saying I'm, is, but but when you come to them like that, yeah. so like my thing has always been this: when in in the past, multiple times when I, when I talk to to someone that's had issues, I tell them, look, I will help you through whatever we need to help you through. What I won't allow you to do is to take it out on me. Yes. I won't allow you to take those things that's happened in the past out on me, myself, and our relationship. That I won't do. But I will do whatever it takes to help you in order to help us work through whatever we have to. Mm. And hopefully you willing to do the same to me because I'm damaged a little bit. Everybody is. Look, you know, I'm look, damaged a little bit. Like but if you had a good childhood, like to where it's like nothing bad happened to you. I'm worried about you because that's, that's somebody uh, that's not American. That's not even American. Really. It's not American. But but yeah. even but, rich folks got all I, kind I, of problems. It's not really American. But. So yeah, Bane Bane took you down the path that I was going. Where of course. yeah, even if even if we know the the quickest way to point B is a straight line, right? And that's just because I did parkour. That don't mean it's the best way. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that don't mean it's the best way. Yeah, it's the way you're saying. So because you do parkour, yeah, you got a fire hose, you got a truck, you got a car, you got to go through this hole. That's that's your point A to point B. And I'm saying, you keep going down the path of the language you use, you got to do parkour in every one of your relationships. You do a lot of bouncing around and hopping. We too old for bouncing and hopping. Yeah. No, one of my best friends, and she's, and I've had this conversation with her so many times. Like, I was like, she's like, I don't think I'm capable of love. I was like, it's not that you. You're not capable of love. Mm-hmm. You don't allow the individual to love you in their specific way. Well. Like, that, and you need to make sure you know how you want to be loved. That part. That's the most important yeah. part. That's what I was waiting for you to get. don't know how you want to be loved that's because the most you're important holding part. on to all of this trauma and you're pushing people away. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you have to look within and understand that mm-hmm. not everybody's coming to get you like the way you think they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and, and that's the most important part because that's when you get to people – you know, with the bullshit about what's your love language and shit like that. Yeah, well, no. yeah. You have to know you have to know what you're receptive to and what you mm-hmm. need. And that comes with verbalizing it, right? That's when we talk about what's emotionally protected, what's physically, financially protected, um, what demons do I have to deal with? That comes with you voicing things. That's saying, hey, yeah. uh, letting another person know what your triggers are. And right? if and if and if as an individual, I learned this a long time ago. Excuse me, well not a long time ago, but we're gonna say <laughs> ten years ago, give or take. Um, long time sorry, yes, yes. Excuse me, my allergies and stuff is acting crazy. Mm. But as an individual, if you don't like you said, if you don't know yourself, one, two, if you're not willing to talk about it with somebody, then you're never gonna find that individual that loves you for you because they're never gonna know you. Yeah, they're never gonna know you Mm-mm. because you don't know yourself and because you're not willing to share yourself. Yeah. So you're never gonna find that individual that actually cares enough about you to to fall in love with you as a person. Mm-hmm. As a whole, as your past, your future, because that's the stuff that made you what you are now. You know, without those things in the past, you wouldn't be this person. So I wouldn't even like you, anyways. Mm-hmm. Not to this extent. But if you don't know who you are and you're not willing to, to talk about and share it with somebody, then then they don't know you well enough to fall in love with you yeah. or to care about you in that aspect. Even if it's not love, even if it's a lot of people that just settle because they get along well and for that season they work well together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you can't you won't even find that because they don't know you as an individual. So if you're not willing to let somebody know you, then you're never going to get that. 
You're never gonna find it. For no. sure. We 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 are the best actors. Boy. Right? We who in day-to-day -day life. No, just, just people. Day-to-day -day oh, life. People. We so, wear many faces. So outside of art, yeah, outside of art, what you do? I don't mean to cut you off. We are, but you're going to cut me off by saying you don't mean to cut me off. Yeah. No, I don't mean to, but I'm no, going yeah, to. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're going to do it if we cut um, your mic off. Go ahead. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little button. Bleep. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, let me, let me oh, hear you going. Oh, yeah, let me go ahead and there real quick. There's a Japanese proverb that I was thinking about when we were talking about this. It was like, I don't know if it was Japanese or Chinese, one of them. They don't like when you they say the up. fat man runs slow. But it was like, hey, everybody has four faces. The one they show to the world, the one that they show to their close families and friends, the one mm -hmm. that they show themselves, and then the one that who truly are. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's, 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 yeah. That's, that's on point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's we, we are the best actors, and like you said, we act a different way in front of different people. Right? In order to get what about, we want. Yeah, we talked about masks and all the other stuff, and to be honest with you, when we were having conversations about um, hood fine and 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 and, and I'm watching a show about a girl that was deemed crazy or a person that's deemed crazy, a lot of times those people was what what I like about them were, were hood quote unquote country quote unquote people is they don't know how to put on different faces for people like what you see is what you get and a lot of times that's deemed crazy or slow or inappropriate or uncouth or whatever it was unrefined any other words that you want to use right and those words are triggering to me. Uh, but any of those, but when you see them, even when people we deal with even crazy, it's like, well, that's just them, right? Now, how you want to deal with that person or whether you want to deal with that person is on you, but that person is showing you who they are, right? And if they were to not act crazy, they be becoming somebody else that you want them to be. They're just unapologetically themselves. They're unapologetically themselves. And look, there's, there's, there's a lot of times when you just you, you might not be the most tactful person in the world because that's just you. But at least when people see you, they know what they're going to get, no mm -hmm. matter what, right? And it's good or bad. You, it's polarizing. You don't get a lot of middle people. You either get, I really like that person, or I really don't like that person, either way it goes. And I, to be honest with you, I still have, I have a level of respect. You're I have silly, a level man. of respect for, for people like that, that, that don't have those filters, that don't have the four faces. Yeah. I have a level of respect for them. Now, it makes mm -hmm. it easier for me to say I don't rock with you, or I do, yeah. but I have a different level of respect where at least I know every time I see you, you're going to be yeah. you. Right, and you know, and, and the thing is too, people like that, people who have learned to be a certain way all the time, they also also have learned to accept certain consequences or repercussions that may come along with that. Yeah, you know, if you're a free, open-minded, you know, I say what I want to say person, then you learn to live with people not liking you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just learn to live that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a choice, and that's not for everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's tough not, road, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not for everybody. Mm -mm. So, it's not because sometimes you lose sight of who you are. Yeah. When you when you the other place, when you have so many faces on, you do look in the mirror and you yeah. ask, like, who who the fuck am I? And it's it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people it's just exhausting. The home and work face is just exhausting. Yeah. yeah. But that's then, why, like, then you got the friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I, like, <laughs> I, I know you're serious. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah. laughing. That's why we're laughing. Like even even if you take like a microdose version, you know. I, I don't know. This, is, not this know. is drug talk segment. For everybody out there, I do not know. It's drug talk segment. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do so, not know. I mean, it'll, it'll show you your bullshit. Like, if you're mm. bullshitting yourself, it'll be like, hey, you're bullshitting. But do, like, you get, like, you telling you your bullshit when you're high? Are you, like, talking to Basically, yourself? You yeah. can see like it? Looking it's, at yourself? It's like it, whatever the entity or whatever you want to call it, the mushrooms bring out, the right? The mushroom god? It, okay. I guess. I don't know. Like, look, man, Super I feel Mario like I talked to God, man. Even like, I do so okay, much hey, look, man, your experience and, is your experience. But, yeah. And mm. it's one of those things is like it shows you your ego. Like, hey, this is you. This is your ego. 
So let me ask you a question. And it makes you more compassionate. Like, I, for me, one of the things was um, one of the last times I took a bigger dose mm. was around a time one where of the last me and my family were going through a lot, mm-hmm. right? And it helped me put aside my differences and my ego and whatever I felt was wrong and fix shit with my dad. Okay. Right? It told, it like, I was like, okay, I need to put this aside because this is not going to be better for me for my beneficial for later on, mm-hmm. right? Because I have goals... And I can't just have this hate in my heart. It's exhausting. It's tiring it to carry yeah. that around. So let yeah. me ask you a question, though. So in between mm-hmm. doses that you do, do you do you take the lessons that you learn when you're on your trip, and can you apply those to real life without yes. having the doses? Yes. So this is discipline. So, but well, here's what well, here's what I'm gonna ask you: If you can do that, is there ever a place that you see where you don't need the mushrooms because you know what they're going to tell you, right? Because all all I'm, all I'm saying is. All the mushrooms are doing with with other stuff too. You can think about uh, THC and anything else. All it's really doing is quieting out the noise and letting you think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm asking, do you Almost ever think like that a filter? Yeah. Focusing. Do you ever? Yeah. Do you ever think you'll get to the point where it's not necessary? It's more recreational. Like I do it because it feels good, but I don't need the message anymore because I've learned how to do this without that. Because I don't want it to end up being a crutch like people who take prescription drugs, for yeah. example. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So do you think you'll ever be able to get to a space? Where you can you can come to the same conclusions without the same trigger. I feel like yes and no, and then okay. let me tell you why I say that. The reason I say yes is because it's possible anybody could get to that point of understanding. And, yeah, but you though. In like with me, possibly not because I'm very hard headed. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm hey, very look, self self awareness is important. Right, and one of the I'm I can be one of my, you know, one of what's that word that I'm looking for. I'm the reason why I have most of my downfalls, if I okay. if to put it into lamest yeah. terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm my worst enemy. There you go. Yes, That's right. what I was looking for. So mm-hmm. that helps me get out of my own way mm-hmm. in certain times. And I don't use it to where I, I, I need it. When I know I need to get to that next level, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, why am I stagnant? What's going on? Like, what is, you know, and I've, I've tried meditating on it, and it's just like kind of getting me, and I, f- I feel like it's not getting me anywhere, mm-hmm. and I need a different perspective. Yeah, I feel like that helps me get gain that different perspective or kind of level up in a video game le- way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm leveling. Super up. Mario Brothers, you you big Mario now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Dun-dun, dun-dun, and it's just dun-dun. like you kind of got to go through that. Because dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. <laughs> you 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 do. There's different ways to do it. Uh, what you described to me is is similar to to what people use religion for. To yeah. what people use. Yeah, religion. And that's right? why I so feel not... like religion is so important for mm-hmm. a lot of people, right? Oh I yeah. Feel like oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, historically, that's what religion has been for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's to get us out of the barbaric ways of humanity it's, it's, and how we were. It's, now it's, we have a kind of conversation. Well, I don't know about getting us out of barbaric ways of humanity. It's 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 the religion. Religion is very triggering and i'll tell you honestly religion is more of a emotional escape okay yes it's it's, it's a place to go um to get away from reality Mm -hmm. at least that's what it's always been for my people yeah you paint a picture you You, paint you paint a picture of happy life what you need to do to to prosper Mm -hmm. you know um somewhere that's always forgiving not judging yeah. Right. So it's the same filter to, when, to make when the things that you influence. do okay. Yeah. There's also theories that religion was created from doing psychedelics. No oh drugs. yeah. You know, like yeah, that yeah. tree. I, I wouldn't like put for example, and you know how they talk about in the Bible. I don't know if y'all read the Bible or not. I've read parts of it here mm-hmm. and there. But we know when they talk about Moses um, and the burning bush. The bush that was burning <laughs> was the acacia bush, which produces a lot of DMT. Was 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 the drugs? Yes, I I, I am aware of that theory yeah. as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, I look. I 
in anything where somebody says, I talked to God and I wrote this book about it and you all should do it, that, that seems a little off to me and you have to be yeah. So I'm on that page. The, the part that I want to make sure that you, that you recognize too, just, just in your, your regular interactions with people, uh, the part that I, I said was triggering, which I went back to, was, was your use of the term. I know where you're going with it, but the use of the term, you know, religion was used to, to kind of eradicate or alleviate the barbaric tones. Uh, the reason why that's triggering to me is that was the reason, that was the reasoning that, that white Christians use to enslave people, right? Yeah. That's how you do colonization. You say yeah. they are savages and they need to be taught uh, how to be how, more refined. Yeah, how to not and, be savages. And, and, and religion was used as the primary tool. It wasn't education because you, you didn't allow the slaves to read. Yeah. Um, it was religion. I'm going to give you religion, right? Because there were times where initially that they didn't even get to read the Bible. And then when they did get to read the first well, book I mean, they read was the Bible. Well, you got you got to look. It was a time even in early Christianity where the only people able to read the Bible was the church. Was was the church? Yep, church and the, the king. It was, it was <laughs> the people was like I mean like the preachers, popes, whatever you wanted to call them. Mm -hmm. They was the only ones that actually read it. They were the only ones actually able to the, read it. The rest of the people in church couldn't even read it. They weren't yeah. allowed to. Yeah, because they thought it was a danger for, for everybody else to be able to read and interpret the text by themselves. Yeah. So they said, we're going to give it to you because we know the best way to interpret it. Yeah. The best way to interpret it is the way that we want you to go. Yeah. We want you to tithe and offer and worship I the mean, king and all you, that. You have stuff, to look right? at just the, mind control. the most, mm. uh, I like to call them influential killings. Okay. have been done in the name of the Bible in some sense. Of course. And I'm talking about whether it was, you know, trying to spread lands and Romans and whatever, whether it was, mm -hmm. you know, South America's, they, they killed, you know, 70% of the indigenous people. Yeah. Amazon you know? had at one point over 20 million people living in the Amazon forest that got eradicated. Yeah, they because, because the they didn't want a Christianity. I mean, burning people at stakes and calling them witches because they, they didn't fall into yeah. what they believed. Because they believed in science and not yeah, in religion. Because, yeah. yeah, so it's just, mm -hmm. it's, and, and that's always been one of my biggest griefs, you know, with, with anything that stems from, from the Bible, mm -hmm. is that it's, it's too much killing been done in this name for me yeah. to believe that this is real and or the truth. Like even, it's just too know, much. And that my, I was raised Muslim, right? So that's some of the same things that I, I question with my family, too. It's like, yo. How are, how is how is there so many different gods? First off, mm -hmm. like is it's one god, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like I don't you know I, I'm an idiot. Hey, I really look, go for it. it. Yeah, right. You know yeah. Let's, let's walk your theory out. Yeah. So it's like gang banging, man. Everybody wants the same thing, <laughs> yeah. but it's like we just going about different ways about it. Yeah. I, or that, or you switch over to like you know like a Viking. Hey, where they got gods. the halls Holla. of Van Hollen, whatever. Yeah, many and it, it makes them where they still have standards they live by, but outside of those standards, that mm -hmm. means the killing they do is, is absolutely okay. Same it's what like they meant um, to do. Jihad, right? Yeah. The concept mm -hmm. of jihad. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And which is so misinterpreted because in Islam, the word Islam means peace, mm -hmm. right? And in Islam, it also talks about how if you kill one innocent person, you're killing humanity 10,000 times over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have a bunch of these assholes that are going around killing innocent people in the name right. of Allah, which translates to God. For well, and which is a small, a small percentage of Muslims too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A very it's small percentage. Yeah. Yes. Less than 1% yeah. that mm -hmm. ruined a lot of these things. And now by no means am I a very religious person. I'm not. Um, yeah. Like I but, said, but it's still knowledge though. It's still true. It's still, still. Religion and education are two different things. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, man, what the? Fuck. But you, you, you. There are stories that you make, and we'll segue into other stuff too. 
there's stories that you can make up to justify things, right? And that was, and so we'll get into the segment of what we're watching too. And so w- one big movie that came out in between last podcast and this one was Judas and the Black Messiah. And we talked about movies that were made for us and made for other people and other stuff. And yeah. I think it was made for both this one. But you were able to see it was a better it was a better representation of the Black Panther Party and. Um, Chairman Fred Hampton and what they were trying to do in the community. Same thing with the gangs, right? Gangs' original purpose was protection. to in, what protection. It was it, it was it's not so much protection. There was a piece in there that was that was a protection element, just because you had uh, police officers coming in and killing families. But it was more so um, community service, right? The 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 I want to feed the kids in the in the neighborhood, and I want to make sure that they're educated. They have books. Uh, that they learn how to protect themselves. Like that was that was consistent across the Black Panther Party and the original gangs when the gangs were created. It's like, look, nobody outside of our neighborhood is doing for us. We're going to yeah. do for us. Yeah, right? we're going to take care of our own. We're going to take care of our own. That was that was the initial portion, right? Then when you know the the, the crack epidemic, epidemic yeah, and all that the dope happened. game changed the game. When the dope game changed, that that it, it, that it changed morphed. the gang, the gang game. Yeah, it yeah, it, it, it it morphed into which. We also know if you watch any of these shows, whether it's Snowfall or or Narcos or anything like that, it was inserted, right? Drugs were inserted into these neighborhoods. And once you inserted drugs, all the benefits that came from the other stuff they were doing go by the wayside, mm-hmm. right? And then it didn't become something else because it becomes about money, right? Capitalism is, is the great killer. Um, so going to Judas and the Black Messiah, you saw how how these organizations and groups were deemed as threats, by the FBI, right? By by J. Edgar Hoover, they were deemed as threats. And what they were doing, the message was, we're going to protect our own. Stop killing us. We're in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. We're not coming to your neighborhood. We're in our neighborhood. We want to make sure we feed our kids. We want to make sure that we have we have uh, libraries, books, and everything that they can read, and everybody's fine, and we can go about our business and do what we need to do. Just stop killing us, right? That was that was under message, like Black Lives Matter. Stop killing us. That's all it was, right? But you could take an incident where either you create an incident Right. You create an incident and then you go forward you or you 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 politicize somebody's words or you take it out of context right. and say, oh, well, he just take this one place where he's killing cops. No, he's not saying that. He's, he's saying if y'all leave us alone, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But we just not going to stand for you coming in our neighborhoods and killing us without us doing anything back. But all that stuff was it's not thought about. Right. Uh, economic independence. You know, one one of one of one of Dr. Martin Luther King's biggest biggest tenets and everything and all he spoke was economic independence, right? But that doesn't come out in any of the speeches that get publicized. Um, but you can see how you take something like religion or uh, the one percent with the jihad less than one percent. You can you see how you take something like that and you politicize it and you make it like this in order for you to now be justified. Like whole. You feel like you'd be justified to then you know squash it. Right? Yeah, I'm knocking the microphone off. Yeah, but now, yeah, it's 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 the way they they politicize it to make that represent the whole mm-hmm. in order to create an opinion or to shape and mold what they want everybody else to think about. Yeah, it. yeah, and that's so, imagery. That's imagery. That's that's news stories. That's the wording you use in reporting. That's mm-hmm. when a young black kid is 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 killed by somebody. You try to find the most menacing. A uh, picture of him, right? Not the schoolboy and the honor roll student. You don't find shit like that, right? Yeah. You find some joke he did when he was seven years old, mm-hmm. and he looked like a thug or some shit like that. Like you go find yeah. that picture, and, and vice versa when it happens, and vice versa. You get these these yeah. wannabe thugs out here to do something crazy, and then they go to jail, and their parents on TV crying, and then the kid is seventeen, and they want to show his picture when he was five years old. Yeah, you know, with some glasses and messed up haircuts. Like, that ain't that ain't yeah, yeah or gradu or yeah or graduation picture. Maybe they twenty two, twenty three. They when they had their gown on, like you don't know he barely graduated and he had been locked up five times for selling dope and 
you know, all these other things. So it's 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 that's the way that, that's that free such and such. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the whole way that society and media will try to shape and mold pictures to present what they want to present. Mm. Do you think we're ever going to get to a point where we move away from these mass media corporations? No, we won't. Uh, I, I don't think we ever will get away from it because it's it's the money that's behind it. Well, the majority like where they're like we're not we're not messing. No, with this. I mean well, you see what they did to Cosby. Well, let me let me be. <laughs> I'll let me. I'll, I'll make a more specific point to that. I don't think we'll get rid of the big conglomerates because of capitalism. Yeah, I do it's believe funny. we've gotten away from actual journalism. Right. Yeah. So all they're doing is instead of actually reporting they're and filtering the facts, they're filtering the other stuff they find. They're filtering shit off of Twitter, right? Yeah. Or off of a BuzzFeed, yeah, or, or even off Facebook, of, or Instagram, uh, Rooters, off of Reddit. That's why whatever videos. It is. That's why videos get blocked and yes, you know they take stuff down off of YouTube. Yeah. And you're right. They don't have. They don't. They don't have the journalism anymore. Yeah. Because there's no need. Because everybody got a camera. Everybody everybody's got access to give you information where everybody else can get the information. And all you need is a headline. So whereas before it was a big thing for you to have a story in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Time magazine, yeah. there was a story, there was work that goes behind. There was years, there was years of, of following a person yeah. around to get the now entire story. Now you just story. got a 12-year-old that was in the right place with a cell phone. That's it. Yeah. And that 12-year-old you know. takes a picture of something and then everybody else can come up with the caption and, and headline. By the time they repost it, it's everywhere. That's it. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where, you know, like with it, these journalists, quote-unquote journalists and these companies, right, like BuzzFeed and Vice and them, mm. they use these clickbait articles um, to basically get, you know, clicks onto their website, but right. it's a whole totally different thing. The article yep. title will say one thing, and some people just run off of that. Mm. Yeah. Do you think when somebody's career or somebody's life is ruined, do you think that will ever get to a point where there'll be no. It's happened already. That's, that's just collateral damage, It's bro. happened already. Look, just, you, because if that happens one out of 15 articles, mm-hmm. what's that? They got they got 14 good articles. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. To get them to where they want to be. Doesn't 14 matter. good clips to get them to where they want to be. So the other one is just collateral damage. That's expected. Yeah, what's the... You know, uh, you expected to lose a few battles. You expected to lose a few people. Yeah. But as long as at the end you're coming out above water, then that's what you want to do. What's you know, especially when you're now? talking about, you know, big numbers or big businesses, you know, it's all win loss. It's all about what, what do I got to do to, to keep in the green? Yeah. There it and is. that's it. So that's what's, um, you know, that's an example. And I was looking up her name, uh, Megan Markle. Right. The, 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 the UK, the UK oh, papers, the London papers yeah. have been trashing her for years, trying to run our life. Right. And there's nothing but headlines. And now that she's about to do an interview with Oprah, that's going to be televised and everybody watches Oprah. What the UK papers are doing is they're, they're starting a smear campaign. They're starting to say, oh, well, there were bullying allegations against her and some of, some of her staff or some of another, you know, one of the other princesses' staff. She bullied them because she was just difficult to work with. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Is like this whole oh, – okay. We're going to get back into this. No. <laughs> where are you going? You got okay. excited. So, What's going you know, on? With Ellen, right, when the whole shit with Ellen happened. Which one? She w- Which thing? Because there's a lot of like, Ellen oh, shit. She was mean to her staff. Oh, there's a lot of like, Ellen shit. Like if I expect some shit from you and yeah. you don't do it, I'm going to speak to you in a certain tone. Just like if I fuck up in a major way yeah. and we've we've we, had the conversation and the expectation has been set. Yeah. You know, hmm. to where it's like, hey, this is how we want certain things and hmm. it's not a certain way. There's going to be a certain conversation that's going to happen yeah. in a certain voice and manner. And, and you got to understand, too. And that's this, cute. And I like that. And this is, this, this is the thing, too. I know you do. That's, that's cute. I do that on purpose, too. I like that. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> not a bitch. But this is the other thing. You got to understand twofold, right? <laughs> in the world that Ellen lives in, she's had to fight every inch to Everything. get to where she is because yeah. of the person that she is and because mm-hmm. of the fact she decided not to hide it. Mm-hmm. So... 
regardless of the smiles and the stuff that you see on TV, it's a hard ass person behind that smile. It's yeah. a fucking beast behind that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Oprah. Oprah look all nice. It's the fucking beast behind that smile. Mm-hmm. Behind all the extra extra curves and shit she got and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's a beast back there because of the things that she had to deal with in order to get to where she is. And anybody that, that thinks of these people that have these 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 television shows that are not the norm for television shows, they are beasts behind those people. Mm-hmm. So when they interact with their staff, they're going to be a little more beast mode because they know that they have to work 10 times harder in order to stay where they are because they had to work 20 times harder to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine, like, I would I would expect her to be a beast when it comes to running her show. Yeah. And you don't get to a level where you're at, where they're at, you know what I mean? Like with Oprah or Ellen or whoever yeah. you want to talk about mm-hmm. without being. Yeah. Those, those certain... people don't expect to tell you something twice. Yeah. Mm-mm. If they got to tell you twice, you don't need to be there. Well, yeah, but we we talked about the the morality bar and capitalism are, are opposites, right? Yeah. The richer you want to get, the lower your morality bar, the fucked up shit you have to do to get there, right? It is what it is. That's that's that is the that is the tenet of capitalism. And capitalists then teach you to be sheep so that you don't compete with them, right? They teach you to be docile and have high morals, and you should be a good person, and you'll never be rich in your life. It's not how it works. So what's the crazy thing y'all t- y'all would do for a billion dollars? I wouldn't, cause I'd be a billionaire already. Oh. Yeah. Like, look, if we if we if we wanted oh. if we wanted to be. Yeah. In a better position, we would have done it. We know yeah. this. We know the same shit they did. We yeah. know what they did. We yeah. know the bodies. We know what you have to do to get there. We just choose not to do it. We know what it is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a lot of things and, and choices that that we've made that we could be in better positions, but we didn't because we have a, a morality level. Yeah, it's better and worse. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there's some shit. There's some shit that we that we we turn the other way from. Yeah, because, because we have morality level. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like asking somebody, what would you do to not be homeless? Yeah. That's a hell of a question. Yeah. You know, what would you yeah. do to not be that person sleeping under a bridge? Yeah. That Those people probably have more morals than a lot of people we know. Yes. Right? There's a lot of stuff a, that you just wouldn't do. a strong person. Because I, I know my morals only go so far. Yeah, like you know. it's 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 a line. It's a line with us where we go. It's yeah. kind of kind of a band of morals, right? There's a top and the bottom. Yeah. We kind of yeah. just we we maneuver in the yeah, middle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We and maneuver in the middle. One starts to slip. The other one say, "Hey, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, we better yeah. than that." Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, hey, hey, I told you to lower your bar. I didn't tell you to lower your bar yeah. that far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I've been pulled back a time or two. Like, hey. I told you to, you know, you know, lower it, but I ain't tell you to go like that. Hey man, oh, no, hey man, hey man. Buddy. What's what's three plus five? And speaking of the, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a hard eight, son. <laughs> so, speaking of morals, uh, shout out to this Jenny and Georgia show. It's oh yeah, talk Netflix. about it. I have I, I just clicked it on, but okay. I had to watch it already. Um, when I first saw it, it looked like it was just kind of like a like a dramatic, you know, kind of female show. You know, something you watch with your chick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something that should be on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. But no, this show is a beast, bro. Like, it's it's, it's, it's a good mixture. You got you got teenagers that's uh, working their way through life. Then you got, like, a mixed daughter, and she's working her way through the, the, the world of being mulatto. Yeah, I saw, know. like, the first ten minutes of it. So yeah. I, yeah, okay. And then you got this mom that did not to just to say she, she came up rough. So she's been navigating this world trying to give her kids – you know, everything she can. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the season, you realize that the more you watch, the more you realize mom is a beast. Okay. She's that kind of mom. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to give my kids what I didn't have. And I do mean whatever it takes. And it's a, it's, it's a beast of a show. 
Uh, yeah, I, I saw a little bit of it where she, you know, she kind of got in the way of uh, the police officer coming to question the little, little girl when she was yeah. pumping gas. So I saw some of the stuff where she, she, she she's flipped. Quick. She, she, yeah. She's quick. She's quick with yeah. it. She's smart, yeah. like street smart. Yeah. I she mean, sees she just, what she needs to do and boom. she goes and she yeah. adjusts. And she handles it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and she don't panic. She don't. No. And, and I like it, too, because we see a lot of shows where you got – you know, crime families, it's, you know, thugs and beasts or whatever, or you got you got hoodlums or you got gangbangers mm-hmm. or, you know, you got shows about people that go out and just rob people. This is like a different level of beast mm-hmm. that's, that's around. Mm-hmm. It's been in the game a long time. It's, it's been in society a long time. It's not new. Mm-hmm. But it's just just as much of, a, of, a, of what I like to call a, a thug as anything else. Yeah, you know, it's, it's this show is this. When you start watching it, the more you watch it, it's like, oh man, you could probably and you can answer the question. I want you to spoil it for people because I want to watch it too. But I'd be curious to see if her daughter, how much, if any, of of what she does, her daughter picks up. Well, and that's and that's, and that's, 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 that's how that's that's I want that's I want to see. It's just and not 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 that it won't ruin nothing, but uh-huh. at one point the daughter is getting in some trouble, and her mom was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, and she was like, You know exactly what's wrong with you. I'm you. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, and that, that's what that's what makes me curious about. It. I want to see if she, because look, we we there's certain things, especially with with women, and we we know we know a few older women that have been in this situation where you've had to you've had to figure shit out, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was uh Myling and Warrior or the chick right. that ran the brothel or whatever. Yeah. Like it's some shit that happened to y'all where you got to figure out. Yeah, you got to you got to figure out how to maneuver. You got to figure out how to maneuver and, and how, how to make it in, the, how world to make it in the world and, and, and how to this is. how to Same put this thing. face on and do this and she how like to do the, that. She's like the the white the white want to be white collar Myling. Yeah, yeah, like it's what some, she is. In yeah, it's it's some it's and some she's shit. She's a beast, boy. Yeah, or it was like uh, what was dude name? I just keep remembering him from Banshee. Uh, but the dude that was selling the the weapons in Warrior, even him. Oh, Chang right? or Chung? Yeah, even like him. Well, he yeah. had some shit he went through with the whips on. Yeah. Like he had to figure out a way yeah. to change his story. Exactly. And right. wait, what did he tell him in Warrior? He said, "I knew I wasn't a slave." Yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy little conversation they had in there. It was another conversation I want to talk about. I'll say it for another podcast. It was at the end though, where 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 the cop and the, and Irish dude was sitting at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the conversation. Hey, they had. They, I'm telling you, man, that's that's a beast. That, that was a conversation. He's sitting there, some, and that's how this other show is too. Is it's some oh, conversations like in the show, and it's one of those shows where you have to watch. Uh, you know, some shows you can put on and you can listen to and you can keep up with. Mm-hmm. Some shows you have to watch because the the physical clues of of the the way the people react, yeah, or just the subtle looks they give or what they're looking at while they're talking to somebody else, and, mm-hmm. and the camera cuts off to show you what they're looking at. You have to sit down and watch it. Okay, and it's it's along those same lines. They got some some conversations like between people, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I see you. I know exactly what you are, mm-hmm. but it's okay because I'm that way too. You know, it's 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 just some conversations that See, just make you just look at it and that's, say that's why I that's want life. you. That's why I want you to watch Euphoria. Mm-hmm. It's why I want you to watch Euphoria for those type of conversations and um, for you to get the different layer of understanding of of, of of people from that lens because that we're not we won't you won't see you in Euphoria. Right. But you see some people that you use like, oh, I didn't understand that perspective of it uh-huh. and why you end up where you are. I'm, right? I'm, I'm going to start it. Just... He'll, see, he'll see him in Euphoria. Okay. But you want to see him? Well, I just finished. I'm almost done watching uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. So okay. I'm going uh, okay. to watch it after So this. Jenny and Georgia. Jenny, Jenny and Georgia spelled with G's, uh, people. Yeah, it's G-I-N-N-Y if you're looking for it. It's, it's probably on your uh, new releases. Yeah, it's on, on the top Netflix. 10 on there if you go on your Netflix. Um, the last thing I watched, I watched two things yesterday that came out. I just want to touch on them. I don't want to get too much into them. Uh, We're Coming to America 2 and I Care A Lot. 
Uh, my preference is I care a lot, and it's hard for me to say just because it's not they don't have black people in it. Um, <laughs> Coming to America too was cool. Um, it's one of those where it was like, was it necessary? On the other part, it was it was good to see. Like I said, uh, one of my boys said, Red said it. Uh, he made sure Eddie Murphy made sure everybody ate. So anybody who's anybody is in this movie. Uh, and they go down the list of oh my oh wow oh they're in this movie too oh they, they brought in characters from the beginning the first movie that nobody wow. knew and I, look he made sure everybody ate which was great um, if it was your first time because we're like thirty years removed from coming to America if it was your first time seeing it for it was it was it's child friendly let's put it that way mm-hmm. it's very child friendly it's a nice campy reintroduction into Eddie Murphy I'm still waiting for Eddie Murphy to get back to. Oh, right. Or even not even get back to, but get to more of a grown man type of comedy or role where he isn't as campy as he is now. Making kid movies. Yeah, well, it's like you can make the kid movie, but let me see some stand up, or let me yeah. see let me see a role where you evolve, and I see you as an old black man because that's different, right? right. Let me yeah. see you as an old black man with your experiences and talk about it versus you giving me this. Now this is cool. We got it now. Yeah, but, now, in, but just want a little more. It's in the world. Like I could have, yeah. you could have stopped with Shrek with me. Like you, it's in the world. Yeah. Now I like to see because he's so talented. I like to see him go to a more serious type role where he shows that side of him because I know he's fucking talented and he can do it. Um, well, didn't he recently? This was a while back. Um, he played a character where he was the. If you say Dolomite, I'm gonna throw something no, 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 at you. No, no, no. Oh. Dolomite was, this was recent. I'm talking I'm about a couple years ago where he was like. He was like a father figure for this girl, and he was there in her life, and it was like a, supposed to be like a very serious role. I don't remember the movie. Let you have to pull it, it up. up. But on the other side, though, so what I'm getting at is Eddie Murphy, when he was at his heyday in the 80s, he had Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3. He yeah. had 48 Hours, another 48 Hours. Yeah, stuff that just wasn't straight comedy. Yeah, he had stuff that wasn't straight comedy. It was, it was, it was actual, you know, it was actual drama in it. Um, there was some more acting in it before he got to the real campy stuff that he was doing. Right here. Oh no, I never even seen it. I saw. I think I saw the preview of it. Like I don't even like. I don't even like the preview of him with an apron on, uh, looking like a, a maid. I'm done. Like I, 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 I probably saw what he did and I was done. Cause right. little, little girl is a little girl white. I think so. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. This is the legend of Bag of Vans. It's 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 <laughs> driving Miss Daisy. It's all of that shit where he's the oh magical boy. Negro. And I believe when he said when he when it came out, I said, Oh, he's a magical Negro in this one. I'm out. Hmm. But he had all this stuff before. Like, look at this. Now he had a lot of stuff in there, but go past and even the PJs was a little bit raw. Before he even got to Nutty Professor, life was good, even though it was it was it was funny yeah, it was parts in there, up. but it was some serious shit in life, right? Uh, yeah. There's some shit in Metro Vampire in Brooklyn was yeah, terrible but it, was Vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, but it was Vampire in Brooklyn But he had some shit Boomerang Like I, evil. Yeah. Good. Another 48 hours Harlem Nights Like it was some shit in there That he yeah. He has the chops to do more it looked like it was like before 90, 93 and before Yeah yeah nice yeah stuff. And then after that he, Everything was kind of Look corny. Trading Places Is one of the best movies Ever made Boy Man One of the best movies Ever hey, made Same bet Same bet Yeah One dollar It's one of the best movies Ever made They even did a shout out To them Yeah uh, on, on Coming to America too That's one of the best movies Ever made And I know he has the range And I just As a fan As a fan I'd like to see more from him Now that he's back out So that's the first How stand up Is going to be If he comes back I think it'll be amazing But he's actually He's actually I've heard he's actually Training already That's why he's inviting Other comedians to his house And stuff like that He's, he's getting his stuff But Eddie Murphy Can't just show up to The, the improv Or the comedy store yeah. And do a set right now Like I feel like He feels that like he's too big For that yeah. Right Where I mean, Dave Chappelle like, a, Well I don't know Because if Dave Chappelle Go do it Dave Chappelle Just go book a place And then go talk I think yeah. Dave Chappelle Is, is well, Dave big Dave Chappelle Just flies in Like 
the day that he wants to do it and calls him like 30 minutes. And I'm saying like Eddie Murphy on. could do the same thing. Is oh, my yeah, point. But sure. I'm just, but, you know, Dave Chappelle made a uh, tremendous transition mm-hmm. uh, when he went from what I would like to call more slapstick comedy mm-hmm. to relating real life to the things that are funny. Yeah. And, and now he can sit down and talk to you about the most serious subject mm. and it'll be funny, but it'll be a serious talk. And he even said that. He was like, I hate the fact that I have to put a punchline at the end of stuff that I want to talk about. Right. And, yeah. and that's what makes him so appealing in, in, in my view is the fact that now, and, and it's a lot of comedians that, that try to make that a uh, realistic twist of life. Patrice. Mm. You know, yeah. You know, Chris Rock did it. You know, before when Chris Rock came out, he thought the louder he was, the funnier he was. Yeah. All he was doing was yelling. Mm-hmm. But then he started talking about life and politics. Same thing with D.L. Hughley. I couldn't stand D.L. Hughley when I was younger. Yeah. But then when he, he got older, he, he, old he, started, he started paying, yeah, he started paying <laughs> attention. Yeah. You know, and it, what ended him up with a show on CNN for however long. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he was still funny, but he was relating real shit to it. Mm-hmm. At least you know, and slapstick comedy is fine, but it's just for a while. As an as a individual, as a person, you, you know, grow, eventually you we grow older, yeah, and we grow out of it. And mm-hmm. being, able to, being able to talk about real stuff and still laugh at the same time is, is more suitable when you get a little bit older. Yeah, and I think it leads to longevity, right? Because there's a lot of people who just did an act yeah. and who you don't see no more. Yeah, because that's all they yeah, have. Yeah, all those people that was on, com- on Comic View and stuff, like, they had an act, and they probably still doing that act with the same jokes, and you mm-hmm. don't see them nowhere. yeah. yeah. Um, so I, 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 because I have a high expectation of him, just because he's been in my life for as long as I've been alive. Right, his first movie was like in '82. Um, yeah. So I, I have a high expectation of him, and I think he has a lot to give the world, like Dave Chappelle. So I, I'd be curious to know if he's actually going to go through with it. Uh, sometimes if you out of you out of shape, you know, for so long, you get cold feet and you don't want to do it because you out of shape, right? Yeah. That take that take get back in the gym. Yeah. That movie shit he did, he did yeah. that shit with his eyes closed. Yeah. Coming to America too? Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He could have yeah. did that shit. You know. He was having coffee with Rick Ross, and he was just like, "Fuck it, let's put the cameras out." Yeah. Let's but and you know, and a lot of that stuff go back to being just the natural funny that you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the barbershop scenes, like those those people who wrote those barbershop scenes and the first coming to America, mm-hmm. they can sit down and write another one in a heartbeat. Yes, that's just who they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just being funny as people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different when you have to put more effort into a character that's not you on a normal basis. Yeah, so I'd be I'd be curious to see if he can get there. So. If you haven't seen it, like I said, it's a good family movie. Watch Coming to America too. Uh, I actually watched a Netflix show uh, movie. Uh, I care a lot. It's about two hours long, um, but it was it was interesting because I had never seen this particular story, um, and it was about uh, and you will get this in the first five minutes. So I'm not spoiling the movie, but and I don't know if this is actually true in real life. It made me want to do research. But there is a lady who she goes to court and she becomes. Um, the legal guardian for a lot of elderly people, right? So she goes to court oh, and she makes right. a case. She goes and makes a case and says they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. She becomes My lady legal. was watching that joint. She take advantage of all these old people. Yeah. yeah. So so the story starting. I saw the end of it. Oh, well, then I ain't spoiled it for you. But, well, it ended like I. It ended. should have ended. It ended like it should have ended. Exactly. It ended like it should have ended. And when. But before, it was like, oh, this is going to live happily ever after. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah, getting it. Ended like it yeah. 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 It ended like it should have. Yeah. It ended like it should have. But that's, what, what that's, a, that's a great now. representation okay. where we talk about capitalism and moral line. Yeah. That's a great representation of it. If you want to see it, watch I Care a Lot on Netflix. It's two hours, but it doesn't feel like two hours when you're sitting there watching it. It's entertaining. And if the shit's like. 
if they wrote this story, because they don't just come up with this shit out their ass. If this is like really legit, like there's people who can do that, where the, the old person doesn't have to be in court and neither their family members, and they can have a private court session that says this person I have a doctor's note or a doctor here that says this person is unfit to live by themselves. So the state needs to grant me, uh, you know, ownership or executive ownership of their property, and then I take care of them. That's some wild shit. If that's true, like if that can happen, that's everybody needs to pay attention to see if that can happen in their state because that's some yeah. fucked up shit. Dad, she was, I'm coming for the house. Yeah, but well, that's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> well, that does happen to a lot of uh, families. Yeah, it happens in Pakistan all the time. Yeah, yeah, to try to say that they elderly are no longer able to to handle the my day to day and handle their own stuff. Also, personal shit. So my uncles, they hold their sisters. Okay. What they did was they basically took the equity in the house back in the 80s mm-hmm. right and gave them a piece of that and then sold the house back in 2016 mm-hmm. and basically took whatever the money you know what the value was now yeah they're like no you're not getting shit we already gave y'all what y'all wanted yeah so that's, they basically that's... gave them equivalent of maybe 10 grand now mm-hmm. back then but banked on 150 g's yeah her sister her six sisters of course 150 G's and banked it. Of course, man. So I check check out the store. Check out I care a lot. Uh, that's one that I'm really into now. Finally finished Warrior and some other stuff. Now I'm like, ah, I need something else to do. Um, so that'll be it for uh, Whiskey Therapy Podcast. Thank you guys yeah, again for listening thanks, to yeah. us, for coming Shout to mess out. with us. Uh, let us know if you want to reach out to us on DM or uh, however you know us, Texas, if you know us personally. I'm yeah. curious to know how that conversation goes. With your significant other about the, yeah, about, uh, the emotional uh, protection. about the protection, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know the answers because I don't know, and we don't yeah. we don't have enlighten us, people enlighten us, in, enlighten us. I, I'm 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 seriously curious about this, and I'll probably be asking a lot more people to see what happens and if they had these conversations. Yeah, see what um, goes. But listen to us, viewers. You can find us on YouTube. If you want to watch us and our beautiful faces on YouTube, you can find us uh, hey. anywhere you find podcasts, whether hey. it's Spotify, Apple. Uh, yeah, shit, we on Anchor. However it is you want to find us, man. Whiskey Therapy Podcast. We wow. are out. Have a great weekend. Take it easy. It was love.